0: Our performance review series continues with a look at the Miami Dolphins running backs from the 2023 season, how they performed, and where things can get better for 2024. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins, It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Cal Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Fire shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast tip of the cap tour every day because it is your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepix.com slash NFL and use code on NFL in all lowercase for a first deposit match of up to $100 today on the show. The running back position should be a fun one. Uh, obviously, the Dolphins experienced a great influx in their rushing performance in 2023 as compared to 2022. Uh, this was one of the best rushing offenses in football from a productivity standpoint. Uh, The team finished 6th in yards rushing for the season, 2,308. They finished 1st in the league in rushing touchdowns with 27. They finished 1st in the league in yards per attempt at 5.1. Raheem Mostert set the franchise record for rushing touchdowns in a season or rushing touchdowns and total touchdowns in a single season uh, with 21 total touchdowns with his contributions between the passing game and the running game combined. The Dolphins' uh, top two players, Devon HN, it's their rookie third-round draft selection. Uh, blue yards per carry averages out of the water on 103 attempts, 800 yards in total. So the Dolphins have a really exciting foundation here to work with with the running back room. So we're going to look at Mostert, we're going to look at HN, and we're going to look at Jeff Wilson slash the rest of the group. Here today on this performance review. So Raheem Mostert. uh, Everything that you hoped he would be based off of last year's performance. And then some, I think he deserves a lot of credit Raheem Mostert for kind of transforming his body coming into this season. When he came to the dolphins last year, he was a player who was coming off a season ending injury in 2021. Uh, he, He starts camp in 2022 and he's like working on kickoff returns and Uh, They'd spent on Chase Edmonds at running back, and uh, you just didn't know where he was going to shake out. And He commandeers that role throughout the course of the season and then comes into 2023 having been a really good player for Miami. Adds 10 pounds of muscle onto his frame to try to handle the workload, and he finishes the season with 209 carries. After setting a previous career high in rushes the previous season with Miami, With 181. (laughs) So he is in consecutive seasons setting career marks for volume as a player, which is really impressive when you consider he's been in the league since 2015. He's two years older than Todd Gurley. He has been cut 18 different times, it feels like. Hasn't actually been that much. But he's also a player who had only ever played in 16 games in a single season once, and that was 2019 with San Francisco when they went to their Super Bowl run. And they had a three-headed monster that season of running backs in their stable with Tevin Coleman, Raheem Mostert, and Matt Breida. All those guys had more than 120 touches. So a very different experience for Raheem Mostert. So for him to uh, be prepared for this opportunity and then play – as well as he did while transforming his body and still maintaining his explosiveness as a back that's on the north side of 30. Like, all this stuff's really impressive. Really impressive stuff. And he deserves a lot of love uh, for the work that he did to get into this spot. I think there's an obvious correlation with uh, Mostert and Mike McDaniel and the rushing scheme that they have brought To Miami, that makes this such a perfect and ideological fit. Uh, But what really surprised me when I looked at Raheem Mostert and his summary for the season, his three most explosive runs came behind the left guard and the center on the year. That's where his 49 yard run came, his 43 yard run, and his 34 yard run. So for all of the explosiveness, getting on the edge, the wide zone experience, rushing outside. And look, he he carried the ball 49 times off the left, end. he carried the ball 39 times off the right end. He carried the ball uh, to all other gaps. The next highest total was 11 lower than 39 at 28, and that was to the right side of the center, right up the middle. The volume for him, almost 100 of his carries came outside. And we've talked at length about this Dolphins offensive line. We've talked at length about uh, why it fell short as the season wore on. And I do think that there's something to be said about the wide zone and especially as seasons wear on and everybody's kind of a half step slower because everybody's banged up your tracks as a running back spending so much time in the backfield. I don't think does you a favor to maximize and optimize your runs. Now, He continued to make the most of it. But what if I told you that on 49 runs off the left end, Raheem Mostert averaged 3.8 yards per carry. His long was 15. He forced 10 missed tackles, which was his second highest total of any gap. And then off the right end, on his 39 attempts, he averaged 3.9 yards per attempt on those plays. And his long run there was 21 yards. His three most explosive runs coming up the middle, And healthily throughout the entirety of the season across all 216 attempts that he had between the regular season and the postseason, his averages in yards per attempt was consistently better between the tackles. But when Connor Williams goes down and Isaiah Wynn goes down and Robert Hunt's not playing, you look at the back quarter of the season from week 14 on – Raheem Mostert, in that stretch of time, averaged 3.8 yards per carry. That was 22nd in the NFL out of 44 backs to log at least 15 total carries across that final stretch of the regular season. And in averaging 3.8 yards per carry, Raheem Mostert had 2.8 yards after contact per run. So from week 14 on, Raheem Mostert, on all of his carries in all gaps combined, averaged one yard before contact as your marquee player in the running game. That, some of that, is completely out of Raheem Mostert's control. And Raheem Mostert will be back under contract with the Dolphins again next season, and I have high expectations for Raheem Mostert. I certainly, this is certainly not a player I'm looking to move on from. I'm looking to add to this room and add a different element to this room. It's hard to ignore the fact that you do get late in the season, and Raheem Mostert in in 2022 and in 2023, week 18, he's not available. But he's a player who's never had to shoulder this kind of workload, and he's done it for consecutive seasons. But when the going got hard, the running game didn't have the bite that it needed Anyway, and some of those yards per attempts, I think, are a little misleading. When you you take, for example, uh, let's take the left side A-gap, just to the left of the center. Raheem Mostert had 23 carries for 122 yards and a long of 49 in that gap. But if I run for 49 yards and I take my next 11 runs and they're all for one yard apiece, the stats will tell you I got 12 for 60. I'm averaging five yards a carry. I did that math off the top of my head, by the way, and I'm very proud. of it. I'm averaging five yards a pop. But in reality, I had a 49-yard run and 11 one-yard runs. So I think as you're looking at all of the body of work of all the Dolphins' backs, the explosive play element of it is something to bear in mind because it can lead to some misleading averages for the Dolphins. One thing that, uh, uh, speaking of, of not necessarily misleading because this player was outstanding this season, but eye-popping averages is Devon A. Chan, and that is our next subject here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins, so stick with us. Prize picks, the largest daily fantasy slaps sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS because it is you against the numbers instead of battling against thousands of other players, including pros and sharks. You pick more or less on two to six player stat projections, and you can watch your winnings roll in. If you successfully hit a six player stat projection combo on prize picks, you can win up to 25 times your money. Testing your skills on prize picks is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you can turn 10 into 250 just like that. With a few taps from your phone, Prize also accepts Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits to make sure that you stay in the game. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. That is prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made. So let's talk about Devon a. Chan, uh, who I, I think the concerns that I expressed in the pre draft process are, are certainly still present in the fact that Devon played in 11 games and he hurt his shoulder in the preseason. And then there was a knee injury. And then he comes back from the knee injury and he re aggravates the knee. And then there's a toe and then there's ribs a lot of a lot of bumps and bruises for a player in Devon Achan who as Miami was without Raheem Mostert down the stretch um we got 8 touches against Dallas in a win we got 11 touches in a touchdown loss to to Buffalo uh, and I understand you didn't take a ton of snaps in the second half of that game but the one thing that was working for you in the first half in that game was Devon Achan. Kansas City gets nine touches for 30 yards. So just a little disappointing that, you know, Devon comes in and has these monstrous performances. He has a monstrous performance against Denver and has 22 touches. And then he has a a monster performance against the Giants, 11 carries for 151 yards, and then he had 14-yard reception. And then he misses time with an injury, and then he comes back and re-aggravates it against the Raiders. Then he comes back versus Washington. He goes 17 for 73, 20 total touches for 103. The Baltimore game had some nice runs in that game, 18 touches, 137 yards. That's kind of the late stage game to cling to. But the Dolphins will have to continue to find the right balance of workload to optimize their touches with Devane Chan until he evolves his frame in a way that shows that he is capable of taking on this wear and tear because he touched the ball this season in total 130 times. And there were four injuries on the injury report. And I don't say any of this to be dismissive. The dude was phenomenal when he was out there 106 touches on the season and um, averaged almost five yards after contact (laughs) Uh, per per carry. So that in itself is a Testament to where he's really dynamic. He's really explosive. uh, But because he's small, he takes contact. Well, particularly on the edge, he forced seven missed tackles on 21 carries, outside the left edge and Miss for six missed tackles on 19 carries outside the right edge uh and, and the speed element there is what really opens your eyes uh the 21 carries he averaged uh, 100 uh, 7.7 yards per carry off the left end and he average averaged 7.6 carries off the right end and that's where he hit Uh, some explosive runs. He hit a 45 yard run, a 55 yard run. He also had a 76 yard run uh, off the left guard as his longest run of the season. So whereas Raheem was a little bit more limited in his productivity on the edges versus between the tackles, but the product, the, the production in the rushing game in its totality totally fell off in the playoff game. And late in the season, uh, Devine gives you some reason to believe he can be a productive player to all levels if he can take the wear and tear and if he can take the contact. Now, we didn't really mention this element of Raheem Ostert's game, but he was a productive player in the passing game as well. Uh and 37 targets. He led the backs in receptions with 27. He averaged 7.3 yards per reception and three touchdowns in total, 130 touches for 997 yards from scrimmage and 11 total touchdowns. It's an exciting player. Uh, I know we, we kind of went into the weaknesses first, but it's just top of my mind and it, it's going to be the biggest thing for Devon H. as he looks to make 2024 a more productive season than 2023 was, if he can build on his frame and keep the explosiveness in the way that we, we just watched Raheem Mostert do in his age 31 season, uh, I think that's where you can really get excited about Devon HN. But I come into 2024 not prepared to say, okay, well, this is going to be your primary back. We can we'll, we'll move on from Jeff Wilson for cap savings, and we're going to phase Raheem Mostert out a little bit. And it's going to be the Devon HN show in the backfield. Like he, th- that kind of workload, I think, has to be earned first. And with the running game being as valuable as it is or the style of offense that the Dolphins have played, where they want to be able to play pass off of it, and they want to put those linebackers in conflict and create those voids in the middle of the field and force them to be sucked up, it's not an area I would skimp if I were the Dolphins. And I think it makes sense when you look at some of the names that they were reported to have been kicking the tires on. Saquon Barkley, Jonathan Taylor, Josh Jacobs, These guys all have more density, and more physicality, more violence between the tackles. And if Miami's not going to spend on your interior offensive line to the degree that I think everybody wants them to, then your backs have to be able to create and push the pile. And I don't think either one of Raheem Oster or Devon Achan is that guy who's a pile pusher regardless. And that's how the Dolphins end up dead last in the league in third and one conversion rate on runs which cannot happen again because the contrast between the team that's playing the NFC championship game where Mike McDaniel came from and cut his teeth as a run game coordinator and this team, that's the biggest difference. And some of it's the backs. Some of it's the offensive line. Some of it's the play caller, but some of it is the body type of the backs. And between Devon Chain and Raheem Mostert, I don't think you have that presence. And we thought maybe it could be Chris Brooks or, Jeff Wilson, those two guys are next Our subjects here on this performance review of the Miami Dolphins running backs here on Locked on Dolphins. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the trophy are the same things that keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors says everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers to roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're in the speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, your part will fit your ride, guaranteed every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home the dub. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply eBay guaranteed fit available only to U.S. customers. So the rest of this grew for Miami, um, and as we've kind of alluded to, the the dependence upon your offensive line and the dependence upon everything else making kind of the the statistical elements of the backs uh, a little bit more subjective. There's a little bit more just watching the tape and understanding what you're seeing, but uh, you can see when you have it broken down. And categorized as far as where the runs are happening. Um it, it, it's very helpful to help paint the picture for you about the context. I did want to have one final thought as it pertains to um Miami's top two backs in Devon A. Chan and Raheem Mostert. This team, their identity is a rushing offense lies a lot in the zone concepts. Uh, and that final stretch of games, week 14 to week 18 in a regular season. Um, here's here's what I think is an interesting contrast between the two players. Raheem Mostert dominated the touches between the two. Carries, Raheem Mostert had 36. Devon A-chan had 16. What if I told you those two, despite having... This, that disparity in their carries nearly had the same number of gap runs called for them each respectively. Devon A. Chan, on 14 carries, had six gap runs. It's 16 attempts, excuse me. So he had uh, what well, was categorized as six gap concepts in the run game. Raheem Mostert on 36 carries had eight. (laughs) That difference um, in how you're calling runs for each respective back is certainly something uh, to bear in mind for the Dolphins, because if it is a matter of who you feel can execute at the higher level with gap and runs, zone runs, then I think that does open the door for Miami to find a little bit more balance in their run game. Further context, Devon A. Chan, on his carries for the season, had 37 gaps, gap calls in the run game call. So it was approximately 60-40 for Devon A. Chan. Those numbers for Raheem Mostert Uh, significantly more skewed towards zone carries. He had 143 zone carries, 61 gap concepts. So that's over two thirds in the zone world. And as we had the conversation about the interior offensive line and the lack of athleticism that that transpired when Connor Williams gets hurt and Lee Mike Burks playing hurt and Isaiah Wayne goes down week seven and then Robert Hunt's out for a stretch. We talked about the strength of, the, bat, of the, the interior offensive line being their size and physicality. And in the spectrum of being good people movers, it still wasn't good, but that was better than the horizontal mobility. So I think you can draw some conclusions there for the running game and where it really got hurt down the stretch. But that's what makes the lack of emergence from the big backs to be disappointing. Chris Brooks had 19 carries on the season, right? Like undrafted free agent, kind of the fourth back, special teams type guy. He had two runs of longer than eight yards on the season on his 19 carries, and they both came off the left and right end, respectively. A 52-yard run off the left end, a 28-yard run off the right end. Between the tackles, his longest carry was eight yards. <laughs> this is a guy who's supposed to be the power player as the big back. All his big runs hitting off the edge. Jeff Wilson, I think, is the biggest upgrade opportunity in the room, which is a bit of a bummer given that uh, Jeff Wilson, they, they elected to bring him back. He actually had a higher base salary this year than Raheem Mostert did. But his yards after contact average between the tackles uh, really left you wanting. Two yards after contact of left guard, 2.5 behind the center. He had 4.3 behind the right guard, but that included his longest uh, longest run of the season of 15 yards, and he forced three missed tackles there. He only missed four missed tackles on the season. So that's the player for me, that if you're looking at that spot on the roster, what he was supposed to be versus what his play and productivity yielded for you. I think that's a no brainer for Miami. There's a transition to be had there. There's cap savings to be had there for a team that needs to make some decisions and not just run everybody back and restructure. Like they're going to churn the roster. Chris Greer said as such when he said 30 to 40 percent of most NFL rosters are different year over year. This is a roster spot I expect to be different. And of course, he had an injury that that derailed his season early on. Uh Jeff Wilson did. And then when he worked his way back into the mix, uh, it never really felt like he caught his footing. He didn't log more than five carries in a game until uh, the Jets game on Black Friday. And that was the only game this season he logged double digits. He had some critical runs against Dallas late in that game. He only had five carries in that game. So for the Dolphins, as you assess the room, I like Chris Brooks. I want him on the roster next year. Obviously, it's a low a low salary position. I think that's a special teams fourth back player. You continue to develop that, see what you have. I don't regard that as an answer. I think Raheem Mostert, his strengths and weaknesses are his strengths and weaknesses. He can still be a primary ball carrier. He could still go. Um, Devon Achan, we got to find the right balance and usage. But if he's the guy who you feel more comfortable running the gap concepts with and coming at people, then maybe we need to utilize that Jeff Wilson spot, that fourth spot. And have somebody else in here who we feel like can take that volume as well to help spread it out. Because that is has been a Mike McDaniel staple, is sharing the carries and sharing the love uh, pretty consistently across all his stops. Now you go out and you get a, a marquee bell back. I think that certainly that changes that to some degree. That is going to do it for this performance review of the Miami Dolphins running backs from the 2023 season. I'm Kyle Krabs. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Quarterbacks tomorrow. I'm sure. We'll have a very grounded conversation. Looking forward to getting into two a tongue below the Dolphins quarterback performance and play on the entirety of the season. That is our performance review tomorrow. So come on back and see us. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Make it a great rest of your day. I'm Cockrabs, and I'm out of here. Fin's up.